It's NFL Week 4, and this is your Week 4 NFL Game Plan. My name is Kevin Allen, a.k.a. The Geek, from DFS Army, and with me, as always, John Statsational Alessia from the Sharp app. And uh, today we're going to do what we do, which is take a look at all the games from the NFL Week 4 Sunday slate. We're going to look at some betting angles. We're going to look at some DFS angles. we got the number one DFS player in the world with us to pull it off. That's right. No. I got you as number one. Not number one. Yeah, no, I don't believe it. I got you're number one to me, John. Well, that I appreciate. And the much. sharpest players are are now saying that you are uh, the sharpest, uh, the sharpest of them all. They got who you. Said, who says I, that? Uh, who, who, wouldn't you tell me at least for your your MLB? They said uh, that no, uh, nothing compares. <laughs> that may be true. Yeah, I, listen. You know how you know how uh, humbling the sport can be, or this game can be. So. Uh, I try not to get too uh, too excited about any any wins and, and losses. So we'll just we'll just play it as we go. NFL is humbling me uh, quite quite well so far. So we'll try to get back on track here. Week four, week three was spectacular for me, John. So um, we just really killed it here on the show with the breakdown. Some of the names we mentioned, um, the core plays on Tank Dell, you know. But I, I I do well on a chalkier week. I just do because I I, I tend to look at NFL from a, an analyst perspective where you get on the good plays and you know, a lot of the sharpest players are like, Hey, those are good plays. Let's fade them. Yeah. I mean, I don't play, if I played, uh, if I, if I played like three maxes and, and, and stuff like that, I feel like I would, I would do a little bit better. Um, but you know, trying to hit the Millie just is always difficult. So, um, yeah, I actually, my favorite, my favorite game was the, uh, was that was the Miami game. So I liked the Tua Hill. I didn't quite have uh, what. How, how do we pronounce his name? I, I cannot. Devon A Chain is what A Chain. A Chain. No, I didn't have that, but I did. But Mozart uh, certainly uh, looked like a good play against that defense. So, uh, yeah, sometimes I, I think it's easier. I think you actually have to be smarter to play the when you're playing in a uh, single entries and 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 three maxes and things like that, it, because you really have to you have to understand the, the players and you need to understand uh, the matchups as opposed to when you're 150 uh, mass entering, it's more about your lineup construction than anything else. Yeah. I think it's just different. And, and, and for those who are watching this, understand who you are as a player, right? I, I think that's an important component of all of um, DFS in general and, and sports betting, but, but of course DFS where understand who you are. If, if you're a, now there's, now there's a term called a brain player, John, this is the new thing. There are sim bros, Optimizer bros and brain players. <clears throat> and apparently we're all, we're all at odds with one another. We're all, it's, it's a, and then you got to figure out who, are you a brain player or are you a sim bro? Or are you a optimizer bro? I see you as an optimizer bro. I mean, I have been pretty much, I guess, an optimizer you bro. Could be a brain I don't player if you wanted to. Well, that's, I started out, I guess, as a brain player because I, you know, there were no optimizers. And uh, so I was just, that's the NFL. I did really well back in those the day when I was playing. I figure what it was the uh, what it's called the hundred fifty dollar three max though. Um, yeah, I used to crush that thing, and you know now it's like I don't play any of those anymore, and it's really not worth the time for me to do it. But yeah, I think I think those I think for you know shows like this and and really when I mean people who watch this obviously are are into uh, getting the the best analysis and data that that they uh can possibly get so those are the people that probably 
they're going to benefit the most. I'm sure a lot of uh, a lot of people out there did well with their single entry and, and three maxes. Like, uh, you know, like I'm sure you did last week yourself. So, I, I, you know, one of the things I do on the on the Players Club on Saturdays, that's the VIP only pod. Uh, it's the only time when we make lineups like that, that are that I'm actually putting in those lineups. And, and part of the thing is like teaching how to make single entry or three max lineups in those. And I think I did six or seven of them. And every single one of them was in the money this week because the names that I was auto clicking the auto click on Tank Dell and Mike Williams and, and Keenan Allen, like those names that were auto clicks, they all sm- and, and the Bills defense was actually the best of them all. And that was like such an auto click this week that just if you had Bills defense, you were probably cashing that lineup at least something. So anyway, it was a great week three. We move on to week four. Brain, brawn, all together in one place. I don't know. I hope I, just, I, hope, I'm, I hope I'm the brawn. You're the brawn. Oh, okay. You're, you're the brawn. I'm not because if I am not the brawn in 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 a in, in a group this, of you and combo, I, yeah, that is not a good sign. No. Um, you're probably the brains and the brawn. What am I? I'm the looks. No. Fuck. I'm nothing. I'm the you, host. You got the money. That's you're, uh, yeah, you're the money guy. Yeah. That's what it is. All yeah. right. All right. So, we'll and, and at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. We'll go full pet shop yeah. boys on this band. And you got All great. Right. And a great family. I mean, you can't really. That is nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunate. I'm the lucky. Yes. All right. Let's get into NFL week four. Um, And we're going to talk about just the main slate of games. We're going to get some betting angles. We're going to talk some DFS angles. And there is one game that stands out above all others this week, but a couple others that are really interesting. So we'll start at the beginning. And this is an interesting one because actually we were talking about this um, game as we're discussing Actually, I got to remind everybody that we are sponsored by Mojo Fantasy, and we're discussing some of the props that we're looking at for Mojo Fantasy this week. And um, one of them pops up in this game, and I almost want to talk to you a little bit about that one. So Broncos at the Bears. These are two horrible teams, both 0-3. The Bears just falling apart. Chicago's unraveling. Watching the Bears is like going to a gas station in Chicago. Like at any second, some, some murder is happening right over your shoulder. Like you just got to be on the lookout. That's, that's what their f- football games look like. John, you ever go to a gas station in Chicago? Uh, I've been to Chicago many times. I don't think I've ever driven a car there. I, I've Head on a swivel. Bro. No. Head on a yeah. swivel. You're yeah. keeping an eye. Somebody I mean, approaching. I, you're ready. I that's what a Bears the, uh, game is like. My head's on a swivel for interceptions, fumbles, and just horrific play. Terrible offensive line play, terrible, you know, they're just not picking up any. I mean, obviously Fields hasn't been good, but he hasn't had a lot of time either. I mean, they're not using him to run. It's very it's 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 pitiful what's going on over there. It's disgusting. Um, how do how, so the the Broncos are minus three and a half on the road here. This game carries an actually fairly high implied team total, uh game total of 46. So my first thought is, you know, that that total is high relative to these two teams that haven't been scoring much. Do you think that this is the kind of game where two bad teams get together and just put explosive offense up? You know, that typically doesn't happen, but you know, the, the bad, the bad team here in Denver is actually done. Okay. Offensively. I mean, they're, they just gave up 70 points last week, right? It's the bears offense that really hasn't started to hasn't clicked. So you could see Denver easily, uh, putting points up in this game, considering what what the uh, the Bears have done. Now, I had a buddy who, who has never played fantasy football in his life who played this year for the first time. He joined the country club and like all the guys there were playing. So he asked Uh-oh. me for help. Fields? And, uh, Fields? 
so he drafted Fields. I sent him. Uh, I sent. I, I sent them like a projection sheet. I go, hey, just draft off my projections. So he wound up drafting Fields. So he, I haven't heard from him since. He messaged me two days ago and said, "Do I just drop Fields?" And I go, "Well, you got to wait one more week. Like this would be the week that he does something." And on top of that, if you have Russell Wilson, like this would be the week. I'm actually starting Russell Wilson in a league over two. I'm thinking about. Don't do week. that. Do not. I'm thinking do about doing that. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. I will not allow Russell that. Wilson's. Look at Russell Wilson's number. Go. Look I at don't Russell care. Wilson. Don't do that. I'm thinking about it against that um, Buffalo defense. I'm contemplating oh, starting Russell Wilson. That is a disastrous mistake. If you do, that. I I don't know if I'm going to do it yet. But if I do it, I'm going to do it with a uh, while holding my breath. Yeah, that. I, I mean, yeah, no. Um, but interesting, and you are inspiring me a little bit to have some interest in Russell Wilson in this game. I actually think it would be better for Broncos runners to do well in a game where the defense actually can probably stop the bears. I don't see the Bears scoring a ton. So I kind of wanted to be interested in Javante Williams, but it is very difficult to have any interest in him because he's not getting any more than 13 or 14 touches. And it's still maybe 55, 45, but still very much a split with Samaje uh, on the Broncos. Uh, as far as their pass casters go, it's really only Jerry Judy at this point. Uh, all right. All right. All right. Yes, Cortland Sutton had a big week last week. I was, I'm was i well aware of it. Am I getting on Cortland Sutton in this spot? No. He has a big week once a season. I don't see it as something that's repeatable. So Cortland Sutton had two touchdowns. So I, I'm not into that, right? But I think Jerry Judy's overpriced on the DFS sites. I'm probably not going to have any interest in them either. Um <clears throat> But for some reason, I'm interested in DJ Moore at his price. I don't know what's going on. That's about it for me in this game. I can't touch. Uh, I can't touch the Bears running backs at all. I, I don't really like any of their other pass catchers. Maybe Cole Komet just in the mix of tight ends. And and then um, I think I've capitulated off of Fields. I think like last week was probably the last week I, I felt like I could play him without seeing a good game. I'm no longer trying to be early on Fields. Or 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 did I did I capitulate too soon, John? I think this is the last week. I mean, you've got to give him a shot in this game here to put up points. I mean, they just gave up 70 points. This defense is atrocious. They gave up a ton of points to Washington. They've made every team that they've played so far uh, look pretty good. Denver, I mean, they are one of, they're like the third, fourth worst team against the quarterback so far. You've got a, a different type of quarterback here. I mean, if they can't get it done here, they're not getting pressure on the quarterback. If, if Fields can't get it done here, then I say, okay. I'm done with fields, but capitulation. I, I, I've got to have some fields in, in, in the, I mean, he's done it, right. He killed everyone. It, not killed everyone. He was, he was chalky last year when he did it, but killed the field twice, like 40 points, whatever he got two times. There's no reason that type of game is not in him here in this spot. If it doesn't happen, then I don't know what to tell you about him, but this, this is a game. So that's why I kind of, Usually when two bad teams get together, it's just not a lot of points. You don't expect a lot of points. Bad teams are bad teams because they don't score points, right? You talk about, oh, you know, defenses are bad. Yeah, I get it. And their defenses are bad, but defenses are bad in the preseason too, right? When the second defense is out there and nobody scores any points because the second offense is playing against them. So, you know, when usually when two bad teams get together, this is an unusually high total for two teams that are absolute dog crap. So I, I just think there's going to be points scored in this game, and I, I do think you need to get a piece of it. I like it. Um, I like it. All right. Uh, I think you're going to make me add these these two quarterbacks and some pieces from this team to my tournament mix this week, 
which is good. You know, they didn't make my first list. So a lot of times I'm adjusting on these conversations that we have and I'll, I'll adjust them in. Just um, quiz. I think the only, the only thing that you, you have to worry about is Denver's should be able to run the ball too. You know, so the question is, do they just go into the game and like, Hey, we could pound it down their throats. I don't, I don't know which way they go. My, my tendency is to think Sean Payton coming after that game is not, is, is going to want to get out there and put points on the board and throw the ball. That's just how I, I think, you know, we're trying to predict coaches and that's not the easiest thing to yeah. do, but you can throw and run on this team. So I think he wants to get healthy. Let's throw the ball and, and see what, I don't think he wants to play a grounded out type of game uh, here. I think he wants to throw the ball, especially if, if you go in there with your defense, thinking that your defense is capable of giving up 40 points in this game, you're going to want to throw the ball. So makes sense. Makes sense. I like it. Reminder, you're watching the game plan DFS and bets, best show, best bets show with geek and sensational. Um, sponsored by Mojo Fantasy. Um, guys, let us know if you're interested in the Bears offense or the Broncos offense for your for your fantasy lineups this week. Drop a comment. Let us know. Um, all right, game two is a, a an AFC North grind fest between the Ravens and the Browns. Uh, Ravens on the road here as three-point underdogs to the Browns, which um, it, it may raise the eyebrow of, of surprise a little bit um, to see the Ravens as underdogs in this spot. The Browns have played okay, I guess, but um, it, uh, Browns defensively have been pretty good, um, significantly better than the offense. This game carries a 40-point total. It's pretty ugly, and um, the the history and numbers say, for the most part, this is an avoid in DFS. What do you say, John? <clears throat> yeah, DFS-wise, I would kind of agree with you. From the betting standpoint, look, the the, the home field advantage is, let's call it two. I, I Mine is at 1.75. Let's call it two these days it's not three anymore so what they're telling you is they think cleveland's a better team um coming into the season i thought cleveland was a better team also but in this game my model likes baltimore so i'm uh, i'm gonna be on baltimore the way i, I really want to see how this line moves but right now i think if you like baltimore you take it at the plus three you're you have to lay juice pretty much everywhere uh, you got to lay 115 on the three which is why i think that this has a tendency this this game this line will have a tendency to come down to maybe the two and a half. So if you do like Baltimore, I would take I would take it at the three and just lay the one fifteen. Um, right now, the line has the line initially it opened at uh, one and a half. The look ahead line went up to three, and I think it's going to start coming back down. I think three is the best you're going to get um, on this one. Just trying to see if the total, if we've had any movement on the total, it's it opened up uh, forty three and a half all the way down now to that forty number. So. The market certainly thinks that this one's going to go under. The, as far as betting-wise goes, everything's pretty split between Baltimore and Cleveland right now. Um, I don't think we had any sharp money on the uh, Sharp Report, which you guys, if you're, if you're not part of Sharp App, the Sharp Report is like what you need for your uh, to, to handicap these games. Um, and actually, as I yeah, as I look at it, Cleveland, they, the Sharps actually took the under at 42.5. So that makes sense. One quick note on the, on the sharp report, right? So let's say if I would have looked at this now and, and it said um, that the that the Cleveland over was taken at 42 and a half. We had that situation happen a couple of times last week, so I want to just address it. Let's say it, it said Cleveland over, the Sharps took the over, and then the line came down to 40 and a half. That is a strong signal that the under is in play here because they tend, the, the sports books are going to move the line based on how the Sharps based on how much money they get, but also even more important is where that money's coming from. So we do have access. Anthony sends us, Anthony is is uh, nice enough to update this for us periodically 
throughout the course of the day. He's got access to a book that lets us know where sharp money, where their sharpest accounts are putting their money. Last week, it was a college game, but the Colorado game, which everyone in the world was watching, the Sharps took that game over. And then from the point they took the game over, the, the, the total actually moved down. So I said, and I said it in our chat, I said, boy, this is a really strong under just on the fact that Anthony agreed. And the game wasn't even close. It was a 70 total. And I think it was in the high 40s or something like that. So keep an eye on that. Just an angle for you guys who uh, have the Sharp app. And those of you who are planning on buying it, check out the Sharp report and watch specifically where the Sharps come in on a game. And if the line moves with it, that's a pretty good signal that the line is uh, that the the Sharps, or at least that's a good sign that the Sharps move the uh, line. But if it goes against it, if the Sharps are against the line move, go with that line move. More often than not, that's going to be a stronger play. Wild. Um, I love it. It's that next level. It's that next level thinking. And, and of course, one, I love that feature on the sharp app. No one has, no one has the sharp report. That is something that you effectively need an inside man to get. There's no data feed that provides that one of the cool things that we have going on on sharp app and just love that. So anyway, let's keep going here. Um, Ravens, uh, we're talking Ravens and the Browns, some DFS angles here. There are very few, um, to, to be had. I, I think this is a terrible game for a DFS. I love the bet on the Ravens. Just to be clear, I, I already have bet the Ravens for this week. The Browns are a team that fold under uh, pressure in terms of when they take on a very good defense, they're, they're basically screwed. They, they, they are much like, um, what do we see last week? Like the giants, you can't, you put the giants in there against an elite defense and they just crumble apart. There are certain offenses that are that way. And I think the, uh, the Browns are that way. So I think the Ravens role in this game, I think it's crazy that they're getting plus points. Take it. Um, but well, as far Watson, as Watson's also been historically bad as a favorite. So, yeah. Oh, terrible. But, but here's another angle for this game that I just want to mention. It's really important. Um, so Ford is the running back for the Browns. And when you look at the, when you look at the numbers from last week, it kind of looks like he was mixed in with Pierre strong and it didn't look Ford got the Nick Chubb role last week. All that's important. Hunt is on the team. Ford got the Chubb role. And he's still not priced like Nick Chubb is. So if anybody's out there worried that that Ford was like not going to be the starter or not the prime guy, I did not see any evidence of that last week. That could change this week, but I didn't see any evidence of that last week, right? As of last week's game, Ford has the Chubb role about a 60% and Pierre Strong was mixed in at the very end of that game in, in effectively what was garbage time. So um, I still think that Ford is playable in this spot, although I'm not super excited about anybody else. Maybe, like I said, one-offs like Zay Flowers and Amari Cooper are going to continue to be in my mix until they're priced up correctly to their role on their teams. Both of them are underpriced on, on both FanDuel and DraftKings. They're both weirdly underpriced, so they're both in my mix, but not a whole lot else from that game. Um, moving on. Third game on the slate, John. Bengals. At the Titans, Bengals on the road as two-and-a-half-point road favorites in this one. The game carries an anemic 41-point total. Um, we did not see a great version of Joe Burrow on Monday night, though they won the game, right? But it seemed like, you know, that was just the, the you know, the, 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 the football gods making sure that that game was won. They, they like, two weird plays. They stole a touchdown. There, there were some weird things that happened in that game that, that led to that win. But... Uh, you know, the Titans kind of find a way to compete at home. Do you think the Titans are the spot here? 
I'm not going to like a lot of games at all this week. So, so, uh, but I, you know, I just don't like a lot of the, the games to bet, but yeah, I would, I would lean towards the Tennessee side. Um, I've had Tennessee every week as a bet this, this week, I'm, I'm kind of laying off this, this game, uh, lost with them last week, won the first two weeks, but, uh, Tennessee's always a team that seems to surprise me to the upside. Uh, you know, it's like, you don't know how they do it. You figure, you know, weaker quarterback. Um, I would lean to- towards that side. I agree with you. I didn't think Burrow looked uh, particularly good. Um, he's still dealing with with the uh, with that issue that he's got, and I don't know. I think at home, I think Tennessee's able to to cover this game. But we're uh, looking at the sharp report. Don't have anything yet for this game there on on the report. The total has come down significantly um, off of about 44 and a half, 44, uh, actually 43 ticked up to 44 and a half. And now it's been dropping ever since. And I, th- I think part of that was just how the Cincinnati offense looked on, uh, on Monday night. And certainly Tennessee's offense didn't look much better on Sunday. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you could love this game from a DFS standpoint, Tennessee to the running back. They've killed the running back so far. This year, yeah, let, me, the, let me actually bring up an awesome tool uh, that you mentioned that one of the tools that uh, that I love, John, you created an amazing tool uh, called the power rankings, which is available uh, exclusively to sharp app subscribers. Um, and I want to show that here because I use it for my DFS play uh, very heavily. And, and I want to show you Tennessee in this tool. So the way this tool works, uh, if it's the first time you're seeing it, and this is uh, via via the sharp app is um, this will show the team's defensive metrics against average so it assumes that the team is taking on an average scoring team and how many yards above or below average will they produce at a given well uh, position group let me let me correct you one bit so it's based on the average of the teams that they played so if you play so if you play miami and give up let's say 100 yards as opposed to playing a team that has not been very good uh running the ball and giving up 100 yards to them you're going to get way more credit to give up only 100 to Miami, who's rushed for such a high total so you're than really average. So if if Miami's averaging 150 yards per game rushing, right, yes. and then they play your team and they only put up 100, your team is getting a benefit of effectively this chart would say 50 yards below that team's average. That's cool. yes, correct. So so and that's a much more effective measure of if a defense is good. And when you take a look at Tennessee here, it's one of the biggest discrepancies in all of the NFL really which is they are allowing 52 fewer rushing yards compared to the average of their opponent per game but they're allowing 31.5 more passing yards above average to the game now that's not the absolute worst first to pass like it looks like looks like Seattle so far this season is the is the the worst Seattle Chargers and Arizona are ooh, okay. Chicago, let's keep those in mind. But but um, it's really bad when you take on to the Titans. You should be expected to be, according to this, expect their opponent to be throwing for yardage, not running for yardage. So right off the bat, we look at that and we go, okay, <clears throat> wipe out any discussion of Joe Mixon. It's a bad matchup for him. It is a very good matchup for the Bengals passing offense. But the problem is the Bengals passing offense, which you can also see here on your chart, actually, but it, it will, that will come through here as well. But uh, the pass, the Bengals passing offense has been shit. So let, let's take a look at the Bengals here. Actually, Just no, the Bengals passing offense has been, it's actually plus now. 
uh, after yeah. last week they got to the after plus. last week so i guess yeah i'd have to go back and look and dissect it but uh how did they do yardage wise i guess the rams just have been have the rams been pretty good uh let's look at the chart um against defensively against the pass yeah see the rams have been good so so they got a lot of credit in that. In oh, that that's win. why. Yeah, I was like, they, they got to push. But nonetheless, you know, uh, the Bengals have not really, and they, well, they look, had a good game, but they haven't Cleveland. passed the eye test. Like, look how good Cleveland is. Cleveland's like the best against the pass, which is, so that so that says like, okay, you're playing, so Cincinnati played Cleveland week one. Cleveland's been the number one team against, so it's, it's, it's showing the right thing. Like, you may, that actually may be a, something to look at where Cincinnati's de- offense maybe has not been as bad, at least their passing offense has not been as bad as it looks because they played some decent uh past defenses right now. So it's really something that you have to interesting that you have to look at. So potentially, yeah, potentially they'll the, you know, Chase listen, Chase is Chase is always in play. And uh, you know, I don't know how heavily you want to stack this game, but but uh because I just don't think you're gonna get enough points. But I think, you know, in season long leagues, I, I think certainly um you're you're okay here with Burrow and, and Chase. That's fair. Um, on Titan side, there's really just nothing I'm interested in offensively from the Titans at this point. I, I don't. I'm not playing Derrick Henry. I'm not playing their pass catchers. I want nothing to do with the Titans. Um, as a DFS play, just at all. Uh, Bengals again. I, I don't think I'm going to put Joe Burrow in my mix until that calf heals up. I'm just not seeing Joe Burrow himself put up big enough numbers to. But if there was ever a spot to want to play a Joe Burrow, it's against a team like the Titans. So, uh, you know, it's worth a mention, even though for me. I'm probably out on it um, for the most part. Um, all right, next up, John. This game actually interests me quite a bit. The Rams are heading to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. This one carries a 46.5 point total with the Colts installed as one-point home favorites. And the part that I love about this game is Anthony Richardson. That dude is just money, right? When he's in the game, and he should be in this one, he's running. He's throwing. He looks like the real deal. He looks like a fantasy superstar. It reminds me of RG3, his first season, where this dude just puts up numbers every week, John. I am on it. If I need an alternative to the sexy game of the week, there is one that stands out above all others. This is the one that's popping for me. I'm just worried here. I like Richardson uh, a lot, actually, overall. But I'm worried because this Ram defense has been pretty good. So we'll see um, how he does coming off the coming off the the concussion and uh, and what. I hope he plays, but um, but the Ram defense has been pretty pretty uh, formidable so far against just about everybody. So um, so I'm a little worried there. 47 is a good total though, and this is this is a nice line for a stackable a game that is stackable. I mean, you can't the Colts defensively just kind of looking at them quick. I mean, they've been terrible against quarterbacks and 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 wide receivers and giving up yardage so definitely a stackable game one of those where if you had Richardson um I mean you could certainly take him with a pass with uh, one of his own pass catchers which I would more than likely do but he's got the capability of running a couple in I mean geez the last game he played he ran two in in like the first quarter and that's why he's not he's not out there anymore uh but I think the Rams are going to be able to put points up in this game also so I, I could see why you like it um just from from a betting standpoint the line has gone from uh, from the uh, from minus one and a half Rams up to plus one and a half, and I think that's the Richardson uh, factor. There. Yeah, Richardson just playing. I, not that I would. I'm actually a little surprised. I don't think Richardson should affect it. I think he was just as, he, just as I think of- he he's the only one. So um, of these rookie, well, I mean. 
the way Stroud's playing too. But when you look at like Bryce Young, they're not in as good a situation with uh, Bryce Young in there as they are with Dalton right now. But I think I think Richardson. I yes, okay, they won that game last week. It was it was a little bit of a crazy game. I think they were a better team, certainly offensively, with uh, Richardson in there. And uh, so I think that did move the line a little bit, and it has moved the total higher also. I love it. Um, I'm excited for this. So I'm, I'm going to spit out some names here and some players on both sides of this one that I like a lot. So with Richardson, listen, Josh Downs, Downs, who is effectively still stone-cold main salary, somebody I actually recommended last week as a DFS play. I think he got 11 targets in that game last week. So um, Downs and Pittman are both very viable. Another name that's viable, yeah, Downs wound up with 12 targets, eight receptions last week. I don't think people are aware of Josh Downs just yet, but he is the absolute um, number two guy right now for the for the Colts. Uh, Michael Pittman continues to do his thing, and he's fine as well. You are paying for Pittman. Um, you're you're paying the iron price. He's he's priced like a starting wide receiver on a real team, so you know you're not getting any bargains there. But uh, of course, on the Rams, my boy Poka, Poka Nakoa. You got two two. You got all the funny name guys coming out there, just like killing it for the Rams in the passing game uh, on the Colts. Another name that you're not familiar with, but who has been okay, especially with Richardson at the helm, is Kylan Granson. With a crime record like Charles Manson. Translated into, um, sorry. I love, I love when you freestyle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I lost my train of thought. But, but Kylan Granson's getting, getting uh, six, or seven, six or seven targets a week, and no one's even heard of the guy. He's stone men. Right. And no one even knows who he is. So uh, Kylan Granson, 3K, uh, he, four, uh, six targets week one, four targets week two. Now you're like four and six. That's shit, Kev. I'm just looking for any tight end with some life in the 3K range, in the stone min range this week. So Kylan Granson in my mix. I said it so that you'll remember it if he did well, but hopefully you'll forget it if he doesn't do well. That's an important part of how I like to tout. Hopefully you forget anything that I said that didn't come true. Never um, works that way. Yeah, yeah. That's a big part of my uh, my strategy here. So uh, Kylan Granson in that one. All right. Moving on. Next up, we've got the Bucks at the Saints. The Bucks come in as three and a half point road favorites at the Saints. Saints um, rolling out Jameis Winston. Pick Sixton. Revenge narrative against the Bucs in this one, by the way. I'm not sure if that matters. I actually don't think it matters at all, by the way. I don't believe in revenge narratives, but there is one. It's it's old already. Yeah, it's not a big deal. Um, on the Bucs side, they've been playing pretty well. Uh, Baker has a nice little connection with um, with Mike Evans going in. Okay. Sounds good to me. Uh, Rashad White, perfectly effective. Effectively, well, what we say about Rashad White, he's getting all of the carries. or He's getting all of the volume. Has not produced that well, but he's getting the volume. The volume is there. He still remains at 75% back. So that is always worth something, but it has actually, actually, you know what? This makes me want to pop up the, the uh, power ranking sheet here. Let's see how I, I think the, the, um, I think the saints, let's take a look at their defense here. Yeah, it's, it's completely neutral. So saints have the most neutral defense you could possibly have. Minus six, minus two. There's really nothing going on here, right? You're just getting average performances, which is fine. So nothing to be scared of against the Saints 
when it comes to uh, DFS. So, so we could play some Rashad White, I guess. Um, on the flip side, with the Saints, um, again, Winston coming in. I don't know if that's good or bad for Olave or, or, or any of those guys. I don't think it's – you think it's a net negative? Do you think it matters? No, I don't think it's a net negative at all because, I mean, one thing Winston does is, is you know, he gets yard, you know, he gets stats. Just the bad stat that he gets is for your actual real team, which is too many we don't turnovers in the red zone. Yeah. Right. So, but he's going to get yard. I don't, I don't, at, at, uh, at the worst, he's, a, he's net flat from car from a fantasy perspective. And he may even be better from a fantasy for the, those wide receivers. Um, it's potentially is, Kamar, is Kamar not when is Kamara back next week? Oh, oh no, no, Kamar comes back this week. It is this week. Okay. That, that actually just muddles the situation yeah. at running back more than anything. It's not that he'll be limited, he was out for a suspension. He right. had training camp with the team, he'll be fine. Um, here's the thing though the, the, the most important part of this is the game carries a 40 and a half point total. It's an ugly game and it doesn't have a big total, and not a lot of touchdowns are expected to be scored. I don't tend to look for many one-offs from a 40 and a half point game, unless there's some compelling reason. Like I don't necessarily need to pay up for stud Olave when Stefan Diggs is on the slate for the same price. So I don't really see much reason to target the saints at all. I don't think I'll have any pieces from the saints on my team this week. Tampa has been pretty good. I mean, you know, against the, the, the deep, well, you can throw on them, but against the run they were getting until last week, you know, Philly just kind of, tore them apart oh. with run. But before that, they, they looked pretty good um, against running backs. Um, you know, we'll see. I, it, it's just not, I don't know. It doesn't look like a game um, that we, we should go too crazy on at a 40 and a half total. Yeah. this yeah. De The defense for the Saints has been very good, I thought. Um, so, any any betting any betting angles on this yeah, one for you? I mean, I'm leaning, I, I, I'm leaning a little bit towards New Orleans. Um myself on on this just for the simple fact that again like i said I, I think well i'm leaning new orleans and i'm i'm just kind of waiting to see where the line moves right so i i don't think the drop off from from winston is is all that much uh, i think they'll be able to throw the ball a little bit on this tampa defense i i think tampa i i have a hard time uh buying the buying into um baker mayfield i thought he played great you know the first couple of weeks but that Monday night kind of looked like the Baker Mayfield that I know and love. And against a really good defense, I think this is a really good defense. I think he's going to struggle um, in this game. So, um, yeah, I, I don't love the game, but I would lean towards the New Orleans side. I'm not laying those points, so fuck that. Yeah, I'm not going to actually lay it, but if I had to, yeah. that's, that's what I would do. Yeah, I hear you. Um, we're coming up on the big game of the week. So before we, before we break that one down, and that's, of course, the Bills at Miami, I want to remind you that this – podcast is sponsored by mojo fantasy and basically here's how mojo fantasy works there's just, they have all these mlb and nfl whatever player props you want but it's it's kind of done in a stock market style where instead of paying like minus 120 or minus 130 you're able to buy it for 53 cents 63 based on the odds so it's got a 70 percent chance of hitting you're paying 70 70 cents and if the if the prop hits you get a dollar for that share it's very much like a stock market approach to player props one of the cool things i like about it is that you can trade it live during the game so if you have a two touchdowns prop on uh derrick henry and he gets his first touchdown right you paid 
50 cents for that or 30 cents. Now you can actually sell out of it for 70 cents um, on the dollar. So it's a much better buyout. Possibly, it's like a fair buyout rather than what you get at a normal sports book. And the cool thing is it's available in most states uh, via the App Store uh, because it is a fantasy game. So they turned it into a fantasy game where you could play those props. But instead of that counting as the dollars that you won that week, it's effectively fake dollars and you play it in this contest. And whoever has the most money at the end or the top 50% of people, if it's a 50-50, get paid out double their money. And they have a tournament style where everybody in the green wins. So everybody who's not down for the slate gets paid a little something. Um, and the ones who are up the most for the slate get the biggest chunk. So very much a tournament style. But what I like about it is it keeps your degeneracy at bay. Let me put it that way, John. Like you already know going in, I just bet 50 bucks on this thing. So you do your entire weekend of play and you're chasing your losses. You could get as crazy to throw bankroll management out the window, throw unit size out the window, chase your losses. If you're down, go nuts. Take a long shot odd. It is a very fun game to play in that sense. So make sure you check it out. Uh, you can download it on the App Store uh, right now. Code DFS Army gets a deposit match up to $100. So you put 100 bucks on there, you get another 100 to play with. And you'll see it's a, it's a very fun way to play in-game prop chasing and all of that stuff. And, and it gives you a little idea if you're good at chasing the props. So check out Mojo Fantasy today. All right, John. I had to I had to do the promo ahead of the big game. This is the sexy game of NFL week four. The Dolphins are at the Bills, 54 and a half point total. Bills, two and a half point home favorites. This one could go either way. John, I, I feel like the Dolphins have been the best offense in the NFL to start the season, and it's not even close. Or, or you know, and I'll argue for the Eagles, but the 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 Bengals have been uh, the the Dolphins have been better. Dolphins had, have no doubt been the better, um, you know, and they've they've played that New England defense is pretty good. So, you know, that was the only game where they didn't go crazy. But that's against a really good defense, I think, in New England. So um, you saw what they did against a really bad defense last week. You're no mercy. Playing, yeah, they should no, call them Cobra Kai. There, there was a little bit of mercy because they didn't go for the kid. It was basically it was it was Miyagi given at the end of the movie, just kind of getting ready to chop John Kreese's uh, head off and then, you know, pinching his nose. That, that was, yeah, that was the, uh, that's basically what he did right at the end there. So he did, he did show some mercy, but um, yeah, no, I think, I mean, you, you got to say Miami's the best team in the league after three games, but we're going to find out just how good they are this week. Now the Buffalo defense is pretty strong as well. So uh, that total up there at 54, 54 and a half, um, I think that's our biggest total of the week, right? By far, it's, yeah. it, you know how far it stands up above all others? What was you the know what happened one? to me? You know what happened to me when I first uh, saw that game total? Uh-oh. alert. Yeah, well, just like last week, right? The Chargers game was uh, was by far the highest total. Uh, Can we call that second that know. segment the highest total game, the boner alert segment, or is that just not family friendly enough for a YouTube show? I mean, I, I mean, what family is really watching this? Segment? I hope none. Yeah, but we have families that watch the show. My niece used to watch when she was younger, but I, I think now that she's like almost she's preteen, I don't think she cares to watch her uncle Johnny on uh, yeah on YouTube anymore. Makes so. sense. Yeah. yeah. 
Wait, wait, wait two more years. She won't care to have, be, have any. Won't even, yeah. She won't, she won't want to see uncle John at all. Except no, if you're no. bringing a gift or money. Yeah. 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 I'm good I'm for sure. that. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good to get the link. I'm good to get a link with, uh, can you get me this for my birthday? I'm good for that. I'm good. For that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I wish I had an uncle John that I could just send a link to on my birthday and it always showed up no matter how much it cost. Yeah. Well, hopefully she's not watching. It doesn't get any ideas. She's good. I love her, but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, she can get anything she wants. So, so let's get into this game. I'll let's start with the betting angles because the DFS component of this is massive. So um, on the betting angle side, obviously, you know the Dolphins are getting some points here. One team, you know, is going to be a winner or loser. I don't know. I, I would always take the points in this spot, or just money line it and say YOLO. How do you treat this one? Are you even betting it? Yeah, I, I kind of like. Uh, uh, I, I'm not betting it. Probably I told them I don't have too many games that I really like to bet, but I would lean towards the Buffalo side of this game. I mean, it's tough to back a team that just came off a, a game that they won seven that, that they scored seventy points in. So it, it's tough. You're, you're getting. I mean, I think it's a fair. I think it's a fair line. I don't, I don't think they I mean, changed the line based on that win at all. I think this they is really didn't. No, but it's like you know, look. You would think that that was that game last week would have been a little bit of a look ahead with Buffalo coming up this week, but there was no look ahead at all. They took care of business last week. That you know, I mean, obviously everything started to. I mean, it's like they kept turning the ball over inside the twenty, and then Moser kept uh, or or uh, the other guy whose name I I can I constantly forget. Uh, I I name. have him in a bunch of my dynasty leagues, by the way, and he was a worthless piece. A chain, yeah, a chain. He was a worthless piece like three days ago. And then my my DMs lit up with first round pick for a chain offers. Yeah, it's a, a, yeah. I mean, I I don't know that you, you that's only going to be a more crowded backfield coming up soon. Like Wilson's coming off uh, the no, IR and the and, window for Mostert's only a couple more weeks. He has not made it. You know, he's very much like Rashad Penny, where he hasn't shown that he's the kind of running back that's going to be with you for a whole season. So we'll see if that doesn't happen this year. But I was kind of thinking Mostert gets hurt. Wilson comes out and then a chain becomes the one with Wilson. And they've got the, Ahmed. Yeah. 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 That's right. There's a lot of names over there, but anyway, so, uh, that's getting off the point. No, in, in this game. I mean, yeah, just from a, from, I don't know. I, I would probably lean towards the Buffalo side of this game. Just for, just for that reason, the totals, <clears throat> the totals gone up since it over 49 and a half, all the way up to 54 and a half. Um, and it doesn't look like it's been like, I, I don't think it's going to drop much at all so this game should get a lot we should see a lot of points which is interesting because you know we're talking about the buffalo defense you know miami defense hasn't played terrible either um i've got them on the you know the power ranking sheet has them sort of middle of the pack uh to slightly better than middle of the pack they're probably in the around 10th or something like that overall which isn't terrible and buffalo is better than that so it's it's odd because you're getting two really good offenses two really good defenses or at least one really good defense um so uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I think everyone's going to want to watch this game, just see how good Miami uh, potentially is. But I think from a DFS standpoint, I mean, you always love playing the Miami side in DFS because of the predictability on Miami, right? Uh, and Waddle's back this week as well. So we get the we get that two-headed monster at wide receiver. I don't think you'll see as, you know, well, I know for sure you won't see as good a game as last week from the running back position. But I, I don't know if the... Uh, the running backs are a strong play this week um, for Miami in this one. But, but you know, yeah. Buffalo's rushing defense has been their slight weakness um, on defense, as has the rushing for Miami. So there's potential there with, uh, you know, you got Cook also 
problem with Cook is no red zone touches. Like he just doesn't touch the ball down by the goal line. So he's limited to his upside because they just don't give him the ball uh, inside the five. That that's a challenge. So so I, I I pulled up I pulled up the power ranking sheet here, and um, to back up your points uh, with with metrics here, uh, Miami is allowing, which is surprising considering they're dominating these games and ahead in them, but they're allowing uh, twenty uh, twenty seven yards rushing yards above average to opposing teams, which means effectively if you're playing Miami, the running game should get a boost. You're, which is weird again because normally you would think that a team that's playing from ahead the way that Miami is would actually well they have they haven't I mean they they played a tight game week one and you know and, 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 the, and the game week the week two against New England was just a you know it was kind of a grind to get they had the game in control it was just last week that they just blew up you know they just blew them out of the water and 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 the passing they're allowing some fewer passing yards than average uh to opposition so you know Miami game kind of says, hey, play the running back on the opponent team. The problem is exactly what you just said. As much as I like James Cook, until Buffalo allows him to be in the game around the red zone, it's really going to be a, 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 a tough lift for him to get a ceiling game. I think he's really good, and I think he's got like solid floor right now. I'd love him on my uh, season-long fantasy team. But can he, without the touchdowns or without multiple touchdowns, it's going to be harder and harder. I think Buffalo will eventually realize that they should have him in on goal line plays because having a dynamic back, you see it with Miami doing it, having a dynamic back in a lot of ways is actually better than a big giant plotter in there. Lats Murray who never gets into, you know, he's trying to push through it and you see it. He's just got no dynamicism. So uh, I think they should use cook in that role, but they haven't done it yet. Let's take a quick look at the Buffalo defense and similar to Miami. It's a little bit easier supposedly to run on the bills right now. They're allowing, um, a few more rushing yards per game than average to their opponents, but allowing fewer passing yards per game to their opponents. So, like, yeah, projects well for Mostert and Devon, but Mostert and Devon are priced up based on last week, and there's the there's the rub, right? Now you're paying crazy high numbers for these running backs that don't probably produce enough to justify the pull. I'm throwing it all away. I'm throwing it all out, John. I think Tua and the Dolphins are going to throw and they're going to throw a ton. Tyreek Hill cannot be stopped. Jalen Waddle's coming back this week, so you have the one-two punch. I actually like Waddle a little bit in this spot. I think it's a good bounce-back game, potentially for Waddle, as it's been all Hill so far this season, and eventually defensive coordinators pick up. A, you saw it last week where the defensive coordinator for uh, the Bengals picked up on the fact that they keep throwing to Tua, uh, to, to Puka, and so they, they doubled Puka that whole game, and it kind of slowed him down, right? They didn't really... Couldn't do that much. So I keep waiting for this to happen. But if any team figures out, like, let's pay extra attention to Tyreek Hill and can actually successfully to pull that off, which is a whole other story, then um, I think Waddle will have his big game. Um, so I think that might be the spot for the Waddle game. As far as the QBs in this one, John, obviously this is the 54 and a half pointer. Tua or Josh Allen? Josh Allen comes at a thousand salary more, but he's at home and is favored. And that tends to be where you get the better QB in these types of uh, matchups. He's also less likely to rely on his running backs to score touchdowns where Tua might lose a couple of touchdowns to the running back crew. The flip side is Tua has been playing better and putting up bigger numbers. Yeah. I mean, listen, can you fade either quarterback in this, in this spot? I mean, you, all no. you need to know is it's 54 points, really good offenses. 
both guys obviously can put up massive points. Two is already like two of these weeks has had the has had the best stack. I think two out of the first three weeks, or or up there as one of the better stacks um, near the top. Two of the three. the The problem I always have with um, with without I like I I feel like the the Tua stacks hit more often than the than the Allen stacks do, and it's like it's typically going to be Allen to Diggs. And maybe, you know, maybe if Davis catches a bomb uh, somewhere in there. So I always feel more confident with Tua than I do with with Allen. The thing with Allen is he himself has the potential to score a lot more points than like I think his ceiling is a little higher than maybe Tua's is. But the stacks I always like better with uh, with uh, with Tua. So I kind of, you know, you could almost make the case where an Allen with the, you know, you could see something where it's Allen. And maybe maybe like a, a tight end with two. I don't even know if you could fit it with two of the uh, with the two guys on uh, on Miami. So I'd have to it, look at the prices, but effectively, what I just heard, and, and I don't disagree with this. I, I do agree. Allen might even be playable naked, and or not naked, but stacked with pieces from Miami like Tyreek Hill or Waddle. Rather than the traditional, hey, Allen plus two. So I got Allen, I got Diggs, I got Gabriel Davis. And not to say that an Allen plus two stack is not appropriate, but when you are running 150 and you're looking for different combinations or we're looking for correlative plays, Allen's probably very similarly correlated with Tyreek Hill than he is with his own pass catcher just because of the way that this game sets up. So I, I really like this thought process. I find Mahomes to be the same way where I don't tend to love playing him in DFS all that much because it's hard to stack him. And when you do stack him, you're you're adding in a secondary. So first, I'm already guessing that he's going to be the highest scoring QB because he's the most expensive. So I, I first need him to be the highest scoring. And then I have a secondary thing where I got to pick out of seven names, which one is the best pairing. And so let's say I've got a 20% chance of him being the highest scoring QB of being right on that. Now I got to chop that 20% down um, seven ways because all these different stack versions. So, you know, I go from 20% chance of being right to that, that, you know, like a 2% shot because of all the different names that you have to stack. And then, of course, take that 2% shot of getting the right pairing and then having the rest of the lineup look right. And it's like impossible to win anything. Whereas if you're right about Tua, and you stacked him with Tyreek Hill, which is going to be the correct stack 70% of the time with Tua. If he was 20%, now you've got like a 14% a, a, a shot at hitting the rest of the lineup correctly. Did I just get in way too mathy for this, John? Did I just take you, it too far? We were talking about wrestling last week, right? And the uh, the old school wrestling. But there was a, it's, it's a little bit newer. Maybe within the last 20 years, you got to look up. I know you probably never saw it. Scott Steiner, math promo. People who watch that, yeah, you sounded exactly like that promo, which is you'll have to watch it after. It's one of the best promos of all time. And I think I have it, seen so it. It's I, fantastic. I actually do think I've seen that. And I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So I just did that. And if, if what I just said didn't make any sense, ignore to you. Ignore, it didn't make sense. <laughs> no, it made, it made to the, sense. To the watcher, it's just like when you're stacking quarterbacks in these tournaments, what ends up happening is, okay, each stack has X number of percentage points of being the correct stack. Well, I, I got if I, first I got to choose the right quarterback. Next, if you're making it very very difficult for me to pair up my quarterback with someone in a stack and be correct about it, 
that just even if it is the best stack of the week, the, the chances of hitting it are just so much lower because I've got to choose for Mahomes between Rishi Rice and all these other random names. With with I would say with Allen, it's a little less difficult because Diggs is almost always part of that mix, but it could be Davis. It could not be Davis. It could be Allen running in touchdowns. And I think the best way to deal with Allen is, is you know, and but it, I would say if you have Gabriel Davis in your lineup, Allen is in that lineup. That's kind of how I, I work it opposite. So I'm like, if Davis for some reason is in this lineup, Allen is in there too. There's no point in playing Dave, Gabe Davis without Allen, but I'm happy to play Allen with Diggs or somebody not Gabriel Davis. And then the, the tight ends between Knox and 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 um and then and the rookie uh Kincaid, there's just too many of them. They're on the field. They're both getting three or four targets and it it each one destroys the other one. So the other one's uh potential. So it, it kind of it kind of ruins it. Um all right. Other pieces from this game. I, I think I feel like we covered this game for the most part. I'm stacking the shit out of it. It is the prime game. It is the prime game of the week. And, you know, there's there's really no no comparable. So um, let's move on, John. Next game uh, we're taking a look at here. The Commanders are heading to Philly to take on the Eagles. Eagles are eight and a half point home favorites in this one. And um, I don't know. If you've been laying the number on the Eagles most weeks, you're you're making money in your bets. I, I actually cashed an Eagles bet on Monday. Um, do you see any angles here for this one? Eight and a half. Am I, am I trying to get, is this a good teaser candidate? Little, little sleazy teaser, get this bad boy uh, under three. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to tease it, you're definitely teasing it down. Uh, you'll get it down to two. Um, it's the old Juan teasers and you cross the seven and the three. So yeah, you, you're not teasing Washington up. You tease this one Philly down, but I like, I like the points here. I'm telling you, I, I just put it in uh, earlier, eight and a half. I'll take the points with Washington. I know, you know, it doesn't really make a ton of sense to most people. You're like, well, Philly, look how good Philly's been. I think it's just too many points. I think Washington's been a little bit better than um, maybe the the record shows. Yes, they went in and we, we saw what happened in Denver, but they did go in, get a win at, at Denver. Maybe this Arizona's team is a little bit better than we anticipated. They gave them a ton of problems. Uh, last week, and we'll see if they could at least if Arizona at least hangs in the game that they've got. They got a tough matchup this week, but uh, yeah, I think eight and a half. You know, divisional game. I, I think they'll keep it a little bit closer than uh, than the eight and a half. So I'll, I'll take my chances on that line. And, and I think the line, um, you know, the line kind of opened up at seven and a half. It shot up to nine. It's been slowly coming down since then. Uh, even if you if you take the eight and a half, I believe it's juiced. Oh no, no, no. I got it at uh, 110. Bet MGM still has it at, at 110, but some plays are eight and a half juiced. So I think I like grabbing the eight and a half now if you can. Um, and as opposed to waiting on uh on seeing if it'll go high, because you're not gonna get 10. The eight and a half, I like getting that hook on the eight, because uh eight's not nearly as common as seven, but it is a uh, a decently it's on the football numbers, as we as we uh like to say. So on the total, yeah, um, which way has the total gone for us? Ticked up to 45 and a half, opened up 44 and a half, 45, and now it has uh, kind of fallen off a cliff down to 43 and a half. I'm just going to check the sharp report for you guys, see if there's anything on there. No, nothing hitting on the sharp report as of yet. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, man. On DFS, DFS angles, fairly low total, certainly a low total on the Washington side. I, I can't believe you'd like anything for Washington. I think McCl is, is this like the cheapest? McLaren, I heard someone saying it. I haven't looked. You know, I never look at the prices on Wednesday. McLaren like might be the cheapest he's ever been. I think doesn't matter. For, <laughs> I, I've been I've been screaming for 
Um, Terry McLaurin is one of like three or four, alongside with Gabriel Davis and a few others of just absurdly priced. When when you look at when you look at the salary on on FanDuel, there's a there's a cadence to it. They should be hitting two x that salary most games. They should be hitting three x of their salary about fifty percent of the time, and then they should be hitting four x one out of four games. Right? There's a twenty five percent of the time they should hit that quote unquote ceiling. It's priced that way. Terry McLaurin has never been priced that way. He's always been priced too high relative to his range of outcomes. Um, it's almost like from three years ago they've just held him in the six K range for years. So. The fact that they're finally pulling him down a little bit to where he belongs. Gabriel Davis is another player like that where he just doesn't belong at that salary. Um, Jahan Dot. There's a few names like that where it's just like, man, I can never play these guys. And and um, Terry McLaurin is in my I can never play this guy uh, bucket for the most part at his price. And especially in this game. You know, I pulled up the, uh, the power ranking sheet here because the truth is I'm not really comfortable understanding how Washington's defense actually is. And I, now I understand why. Well, but the, it... It's probably what what are they ranking here? Let me see. Yeah, they're coming above average. Just barely uh, though. It's just like just a little, they're they're a little smidge above average in all categories. Just but it's like a little taste. And and you have to consider I, I consider that when I see these numbers of four and a and a 14, I just see that as neutral. I say yeah, right, it's definitely it's neutral. Neutral, uh, neutral defense, fine. And we look at uh, uh Philadelphia and it's like not a neutral defense. Uh, again, lo looks like you cannot run the football against the Eagles, which is an important thing to know because this kind of takes Brian Robinson somewhat out of interest for me. Like, I'm not interested now because they're allowing 40, uh, 41 fewer rushing yards per game to opponents. And if you're going to attack the Eagles right now, uh, you know, their, their, their passing defense is just neutral. So that would be the way to attack them. But I'm not touching this game. It's got a terrible. The, the Washington's got a very low total, so I'm not interested in McLaurin. I guess is what is where I'm going with it. I don't see it. I'm not interested in Jahan Dotson. Although, if I needed a GPP upside guy, it would probably be more Jahan Dotson than the other than than Terry McLaurin, because I feel like Dotson, if he's doing it, is he's winning you the tournament. Like you know, he's a big play guy. Uh, McLaurin is more a little more possessiony right now. Um, Eagle side, I do have some interest. In my guy, DeAndre Swift, you know, DraftKings still is not given the respect to DeAndre Swift that FanDuel has given him. FanDuel priced Swift up there with the with the elite tier right right around 8K, where um, DraftKings continues to hodl the, the salary level of Swift more like a, a split share back. And he's under 6K this week. So D Swizzles is my guy this week, John. As, I, I like D Swift this week. And um, as far as the rest of the Eagles go, you know, it's going to be hard for me to pull the trigger on Jalen. I love Jalen Hurts, but, you know, Josh Allen is the same price. Yeah, no, I agree. I, you just worry about Swift with, like, they used him half the game. I mean, they basically used him the first and third quarter. Now, he did a lot of damage, and he probably, you know, I think it was lucky that uh, – luck that he didn't get in the end zone. He probably should have gotten in the end zone there at some point. Um, in that game, he gets 130 yards and just, and just basically a half worth of football. Um, so I, I'm just concerned as far as uh, his usage, that that's all. But I, if you looked at both running backs, if, if you were the coach, I think, and I, if I were the coach, he'd be my number one guy and he would get probably 75% of the snaps. I just don't know if that's what they're going to do this week. 
the Eagles haven't traditionally leaned on one guy, but like I said, Swift is making a case for himself um, right now. So we'll see what happens there. But I, I'm I'm rolling with it this week. I, I like Swift, and I'm I'm rolling with him this week. I think it's a good enough matchup against we we could see by the power ranking sheet uh, available at Sharp App um, that Commander's defense is just neutral. So there's nothing to be scared of when taking. They're, they're not. It's not a great matchup, but it's a neutral matchup, which is fine by me. That's that's more than good enough. Um, by the way, I mentioned if if you guys aren't signed up at Sharp and you want access to those tools and all the other tools, the Profitmizer, all the great stuff we have going on there, uh, code DFSA twenty uh, takes twenty percent off that price, so it takes you down to thirty nine ninety nine a month. More than worth it for all the incredible tools that um, John and the team are putting together over there. All right, next up, Vikings at the Panthers. The Panthers, three and a half point home favor uh, underdogs. I was like, what, favored? My eyes are jumping out of my head. Uh, the Panthers are three and a half point home underdogs. It's a battle of 0-3 teams, John. It's ugly. It's ugly. Um, the return of Bryce Young probably is a significant downgrade to all of the pieces on the Panthers. But weirdly, this game total of 45 and a half seems shockingly high relative to the offense that I've seen the Panthers produce this year. We know that the Vikings can score, but 45 and a half total. Again, the Panthers are not good with Bryce Young in there. He's still making mistakes and throwing interceptions. You can count on him for multiple turnovers most games, just like any rookie. You know, that's just what a rookie does. But John, do you think this total, I mean, I don't know. The total's popping a little bit weird. And the Vikings have been very close. They're 0-3, but they're a, just like they were a bad 3-0 team last year, I think they're a very good 0-3 team. Yes. So, I mean, I I faded them this year. I've got them under 8.5 on my for a win total. Uh, certainly a loss here would go a long way to almost locking up that under 8.5. Uh, I don't think it's going to happen, though. I think I think Minnesota wins this game. We see the Sharps are in on this game. Sharps came in at minus one. This line has just continued to go up. So I think I think the Sharps actually bet this game in anticipation that Young's going to play, to be honest with you. Uh, they really, the market last week stayed pretty flat um, with the Young uh, out news. I think they actually should have moved it. I, actually, I bet Carolina last week because I felt they were going to be better. And they really were offensively. They just couldn't stop Seattle. That, that was the problem. So um, I think I had I had that part of it correct. But sometimes you're right and you're not right. And uh, so that's what happened to me on that one last week. I think I think what you're seeing is now they're realizing it's it might be like a three-point, uh, two to three-point differential between the both quarterbacks right now. Now, that doesn't mean Bryce Young's not as good a quarterback or his worse quarterback than Dalton. just means at this point in time, Dalton has a better chance of putting points up for this Panther team. They're also banged up pretty well. Uh, they're banged up on defense. I, I think Minnesota is going to be able to put points up uh, on the board. You saw what Seattle did to them. So interesting game. I think 45 might be a little low uh, on the total. So I just because I think Minnesota is going to be able to do what they want. I, I agree with you. I'd, I'd, have, I'd hesitate on betting the total just because I'm a little more concerned on the Carolina side. But I do like Minnesota in the game. The, the total's gone up from 43 and a half all the way up to that 45, 44 and a half. Get 45. it. Uh, 45 or 45 and a half. Yeah. So, um, but that's where, yeah, that's where we're out on the, on the betting side and the, um, we don't have anything yet 
Uh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mentioned that the uh, the sharps took it at one, and then they took it again at minus three, which you don't see often. Uh, and that's what's pushed this up over the three number. So don't, wow. don't look for this one to come back down uh, at all. If you like my uh, Minnesota, I don't. Yeah, think I, I mean, I like that Viking side, but man, I would have loved to get a, a minus one on it. So some some DFS angles here. I, again, last week I I liked a lot of the pieces on the Panthers because with Dalton in the game, all of a sudden Thielen became a viable play. And and I so last week on my sheet I had Thielen and Miles Sanders is really strong plays. And I kind of liked I had Andy I didn't put him on the sheet, but I. I was interested in Dalton. I would have been interested in him here, but now it's it's back to Bryce Young. So I'm throwing all of that away. I'm not interested in anything on the Panther side at all. As a matter of fact, I think Vikings defense is probably playable going up against that rookie. On the Vikings side, I don't think they're going to need to do as much. I don't buy the total. I would bet the under here, and I don't think they're going to need to do as much to get this W. So I am getting off the Cousins bandwagon that I've been riding for the last few weeks as well. Cousins was fine. I'm getting off. I'm getting off the wide receivers, and I think it's an Alexander Madison game. This feels so gross to say it. The hate, the hate in the comments. Bring your hate, guys. Bring your hate in the comments. But I think it's an Alexander. I'm worried about the Cam Akers component here. Will Cam Akers come out? Will he start eating into it? But my guess is they're just going to work in Cam Akers slowly, and Madison will get another heavy workload. In this spot last week, even though he doesn't look very good doing it, Madison was on the verge of a monster. When I say the verge, he was seven yards away from the bonus. He had multiple chances to get in the end zone that just didn't work out. But you give him seven more yards and a touchdown last week, and we've got a 30-point game out of Alexander Madison, and everybody's all over him in this spot. And it was just like little teeny bounces of the football and and bad luck and that kind of thing that that caused that so i think we can go right back to alexander madison he's not i'm not throwing away that shot is what i'm saying not throwing away that shot i'm not going to ever reference popular culture i I don't know what you're talking about it's from the fucking alexander hamilton not throwing away my shot it's the oh my god it's the it's the Key song in the musical. Oh, now you now you're now you're a Broadway guy. I love Broadway because you went and because you went and go see Hamilton. I only see history historical things though. I like history. Is it even historically accurate? I don't know. Like I don't even know what it's about. It's it is there. There's enough historical accuracy to it to make it enjoyable for a buff like me. But no, is it perfectly historically accurate? No, there are a couple of there are a couple of liberties taken for the story, but a lot of it is pretty accurate. Okay, Um, there are some liberties taken. But um, anyway, I'm I, listen. I know better it, now. I know it has to be a 1980s slash 90s wrestling um, reference. Oh, you 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 go with the wrestling, and I, I have it. I got I've it got all. those. I've got yeah. those. I, I'm just. I've got a. You know, it's been a while. Okay. Anyway, um, Alexander Madison. Yes, the rest of the Vikings for me. Eh, not interested. Okay. Um, couple games left here. On the slate, we got the Steelers at the Texans. Uh, we'll, we'll cover this one quick, but um, Steelers coming off the win, uh, minus three on the road, hitting up the Texans. Last week, I was able to play. But first of all, we had a core play out on Tank Dell. Was expecting the targets. Wasn't expect, Didn't even get as many targets as I was hoping for. We saw C.J. Stroud reduce his total to, um, 
attempts number down from 45 to 30. And you saw it in the production of his wide receivers. You know, when you're going to throw 45 times a game, good things happen. When you're only throwing 30, good things only really happen for one of his pass catchers. Luckily, it was our core play on Tank Dell last week. So that smashed. And that was part of the reason why everybody was fucking dancing in the in the moonlight with 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 uh, $100 dollar bills flying all over the place last week. Um, this week, you get the Steelers. Steelers, um, I thought I thought Kenny Pickett looked pretty good in that last game. And just in general, they they kind of um, did fine. But it's not an offense that I like to target for DFS very much. Normally, you'd want to take running attacks against the Texans. But the Steelers rushing offense is, is a full 50-50 slit. Of the, you can't trust them. Can't, can I trust them, John? I mean, it's atrocious. They're running it. I mean. It's just a split. I, it's a horrible I, split. Yeah. No, I pay attention to it because of the friggin' Najee Harris that I have on that. Oh, yeah, in the NFFC? Yeah. No, no, I don't have him in there. I wouldn't be stupid enough to draft him this year. I have him on a team that I, I told you I have contracts, and I'm stuck with him for the next two years in a really bad contract. So Oops. I watch it and just and just and just shake my head every time. I mean, the guy. I mean, he gets he gets carries, but can't do anything with him. If you're uh, ever going to do something with the carry, it should happen against the Texans. Oh my God! Yeah, I mean, what if you look at the uh, if you look at the sheet? Where where are they? Houston. This is such an important against. reference. I don't even know how you do DFS without it. It's like nuts. They've been but, good, actually. Houston against the against the um, as far as from a yardage standpoint. Mm, um, okay. But you know, but from a point from uh, points, I know they've they've not been good with points, so they've probably been giving up some touchdowns at the position. But from a yardage, so that's kind of sneaky where they haven't been that bad at, uh, yardage wise against the. Um, uh, yeah, so I wouldn't Neutral. expect much here from. Yeah, I wouldn't expect much from the Steelers. You just can't. I mean, they have to play a really bad rush defense in order to uh, in order to be good. You know, they've just been the Texans is just they put points up. You know, now the public likes Houston in this game uh, from a betting standpoint, so the public's on Houston heavy, um, and so we're seeing so we're seeing that. So I mean, if you want to fade the public, you take the Pittsburgh side. I don't I don't particularly like the game. The over's getting hammered here too, and we've seen the total. I believe the total has gone higher. So there's like 80% of the money has gone to um, the over and it's gone from 40 up to 42. So um, they're expecting more points in this game. I kind of like, you know, if I had to bet one way or the other on the total, I would take the over. I, I don't. Um, yeah, I, I, I see that. Look, I, I think I think when I'm when I'm looking at this game, I think Steelers defense is interesting for me. From a, from a DFS perspective, um, I, you know, Stroud has played extremely well. Quite honestly, he is the second best rookie i guess as you'd call it there i mean he's definitely played better than bryce young um it's, not really well, him and him and richardson if richardson didn't get hurt right now richardson I, would I, be better yeah richardson even better but i think cj stroud is right there um i like how much they're throwing i don't know that we'll see another heavy passing game again last week what happened at the expense of the throws uh damian pierce finally got worked into the game and he kind of did a little something i'm not on that i think the steelers defense is good uh they turn the ball over quite a bit they don't have metrics that like explode off the page in that way. They're, they're actually allowing more rushing and passing yards like than above average for all positions. In other words, they've been below average in terms of yards allowed, but they turn the ball over and they, they score off of turnovers. They do rush the passer. So um, I'm not too worried about the yards allowed. I think Steelers defense is good. Uh, I will go right back to some of the pass catchers from Houston, just because they've been fantastic and they throw it a ton and, 
you know, I'm going to Nico Collins in this one. Last week it was Tank Dell week, and you can't keep chasing the same thing. So Dell's salary goes up, Collins' salary comes down. Now we flip to Nico. Nico this week, rather than Tank Dell for me. But other than that, there's really not a whole lot going on in this game that I want anything to do with. Um, next up, we have what what is what I would call the second best game of the week. Wait, let me see if I can come uh, come with something here. Raiders at the Chargers. Chargers are at home, five and a half point home favorites, with an for this late second best forty eight point team total. Wow. Thank you, Owen Wilson. Um, the 48 and a half point team total. Uh, as far as DFS angles go, listen, as long as Eckler has remained out for the Chargers, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when Eckler came out of the game, Eckler sucks up touchdowns, right? He is a touchdown machine. 20 plus touchdowns last, last season sucked up by Eckler. So when he's been out of the game, those touchdowns now go to pass catchers. So if Eckler is out once again, we've seen Josh Kelly has been hot ass. It's been terrible. So all the touchdowns going to the pass catchers. Last week, we had core plays in on Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. That was the other two core pass catchers of the week. Both of them absolutely tore it up. Mike Williams goes down, lose, uh, he's done for the season. And all last man standing is Keenan Allen. John, do you know what FanDuel did with the salary for Keenan Allen this week? No, I haven't looked at it. I looked and I was like, what the fuck? Keenan Allen is the is right up there as the most expensive wide receiver on the entire slate on FanDuel. DraftKings has him still in the high sevens, so a little above his usual 7K spot, but not like that insane. Still very playable on FanDuel. I would say he's out of reach on DraftKings. You cannot pay Tyreek Hill prices for Keenan Allen, right? You just you just can't, you shouldn't do that. So um, I think Herbert is still very playable here. Again, as long as Eckler doesn't come back, Herbert has that extra touchdown or two that he's been missing the last couple of years that don't allow him to get into the nuts lineup. I don't think he was part of one winning tournament winner all of last season. He already got there this season. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. So um, big change there. I'm trying to think of any other angles here. I mean, I'm not touching. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. Palmer with Palmer and Quentin Johnston with, with Mike Williams out Quentin Johnston, the rookie now in the starting lineup, most likely, but more importantly, Josh Palmer moves into the Mike Williams role and should be the better guy. Although I, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing in both of those guys, terrible defenses here. Raider side. Um, everybody's in play for the Raiders in this game for me, all the way from Adams, Jacoby Myers, uh, and and Josh Jacobs, all of those guys are very much in play for me. Um, what are your thoughts on this game, John? I agree. Is Jimmy G playing? That's the question. Uh, I I don't. Uh, ugh, that's a good question indeed. I I expect that he is playing. I think he had like a ribs thing. Let me just uh, let me just take a look here and see what he, the story is. Oh cute. no, he had a concussion. It was he's concussion. A, yeah. So didn't practice Wednesday. Under because I think that line the line basically moved <clears throat> excuse me earlier Ooh. in the week with the anticipation that he was going to be out. Interesting. And who but I don't know. 
Who are we looking at as a replacement? So we're looking at Hoyer as the replacement. Oh, no. That's interesting. All right, so hold up. That changes quite a bit. Hoyer is not good. Because this is the game I liked as I like stacking the crap out of this game, but I don't know with Hoyer. The Hoyer is not good. You can't yeah. stack any kind of players with Hoyer. He's terrible. Um, I think he's he's got to be almost 40 years old at this point. He hasn't played in forever. Um that that pretty much ruins Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers and Josh Jacobs. And this just becomes a Chargers onslaught. Hmm. Hey, grab that bet before it's too late. Chargers against Hoyer, they should actually run up the score. They should easily cover five and a half. Hold on. I put that bet in. Um, sometimes during the show, I put in the bet so I don't forget it. And so I'm going to put in a bet on the on the Chargers right here and now. Uh, anticipation because Hoyer is terrible. Yeah, you don't want you don't want any of that smoke. Okay. So there we go. Chargers, Chargers bet. But um, that makes everybody less interesting in this game for me. I didn't realize his concussion. Well, well, let's see. So it, it, essentially, this one is a to be continued. If Jimmy G is out, and Jimmy G is not even that great, but but Brian Hoyer, I think, is is just not even, you know, Gardner Minshew is one thing. Even Andy Dalton last week, I was like, no, no big deal. Brian Hoyer. I have not seen good things out of him in the last few years. He started for the Patriots a few times and it was disgusting. And that was a couple of years ago. He's older and less in practice now than he was then. Can't get better. What a gross one. Let's see. We got two more games left to cover, John. Guys, if you're enjoying the video, make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, and let us know uh, which game you're targeting this week as your favorite. Stack them up. And don't say the Bills... Dolphins game. We already know about that one. What secondary game are you the most excited about after having listened through the show? And um, which ones are you looking to stack up this week? All right. Patriots at the Cowboys. Cowboys coming off a disastrous game where they destroyed my, my sleazy teasers. You know, it takes a lot to kill a sleazy teaser. A, four, a 13 and a half point monster teaser. Should never get one of those wrong. Sick over it. Harmed my bankroll considerably last week. Now they're looking to bounce back at home against the Patriots. Cowboys are seven-point home favorites in this spot. 43-point game total. The total's ugly. John, um, are you laying seven here on the Cowboys to bounce back at home? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't really touch this game from a betting standpoint. I'll tell you, well, on the side. But interesting on the total, this is one like I was talking about earlier. I was talking about the Cleveland total when the, the Sharps took the under and you saw it come, uh, it came, come lower on that total. Here's one where the Sharps took the under in this game, and it's actually ticked up. They took it at 42 and a half, and we're now up at like 43 and a half in the market. So you're saying um, that implies bet the over. Yeah, it's that's it's kind of screaming towards the over right now um, on this game. So that that's interesting because how good the New England defense has been. Uh, Dallas obviously pretty good on defense as well, but the uh, the line move puts me uh, makes me inclined to, to want to take the over. Now, when you look at it from a fantasy standpoint, you couldn't imagine really what you would really want in this game with this New England defense. I mean, I, I can't see really any pieces that I'm in love with 
Um, and Pollard. No, I, I will. Tell yeah, you. but even ah, I, I don't even like Pollard that much in this game. He's expensive. I, I, I think Pollard has a great game. But like every week, like Pollard is so awesome that his role is so great that you should always play Pollard. This isn't a good matchup for him. Nothing stands out as a good thing, but I'm still playing Pollard because he's he's Pollard and you should be playing him every single game. Even last week on a down week, the dude had volume. He put up number. He just didn't get in the end zone. But like last week, like I, in my mind, I thought he had a bad game until I looked and I was like, oh, wait, 23 carries, 122 yards, three targets three receptions and that was in a blowout loss where it was a, not a blowout loss but a fucking disaster for for um the cowboys if this game's playing to the over it's probably because a new england is scoring but also pollard is tearing it up that's for, or or you know cd lamb or one of those guys but um i'm kind of looking at this game you can get 40 it looks like 43 and a half on FanDuel. uh let's see here totals if i want to go over is that a real sports book sugar hill we'll call it yeah oh si is um si is is 888 sports or something like that but um there is one 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 side so about you can get the over 42 and a half 43 on this one you gotta lay a lot of juice on it yeah not not much else going on though from a um DFS angles perspective. I don't want to play these Patriots running backs at all. I'm really not into the Cowboys um, offense uh, after Pollard. It's just Pollard or bust and Cowboys defense in play. All right. Last game on the main slate, John, this is it. Cardinals at the 49ers Cardinals, you know, surprising everybody with how let, how not bad they've been. They're 14-point road underdogs in this spot. The game has a 44-point total. You know, weirdly, uh, the 49ers have one of the highest team totals on the slate. And they put up they put up points. They don't really slow down based on what their opponent is doing. They continue to do the same thing. They put up numbers. I think you could comfortably expect three to four touchdowns from the 49ers in this game. The question is, can you predict where they're going to come from? So... But John, let's start with the betting angle. Do, do you see anything here that's of interest um, outside of the, adding them to the sleazy teaser, the 49ers? Well, let's go back to the Sharp report, right? So the Sharps took this over 42 and then over 43 and a half. And now the total sitting here at 44 and a half. So they've chased it up. So the, the Sharp money really likes this game to go over, um, which implies that San Francisco is going to really put up a lot of points in this game. So. Um, yeah, I, I, people like to shy away from these big spreads because they get nervous that they kind of call the dogs off. And if they're, you know, they're up 30 points, maybe they're going to stop throwing the ball. But certainly CMC in these, like we've, we've seen him in these situations. I mean, he'll get 25 points in the first half. I mean, that's, that's certainly a possibility. Um, we'll see about, I guess, you know, Kittle becomes more, Ayuk's still out, right? Ayuk's out for a while. Um, Ayuk and Debo, Debo's got a Q tag. Ayuk's got a Q tag. If they're both out, we might get one of the most screaming George Kittle plays. Like, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if they're both out, it's for sure Kittle becomes a monster play, and then and then CMC, of course, uh, is is going to be a monster. Limited Even if one of them are out. Um, Ayuk limited participant. Samuel not participating in practice on Wednesday. So. And there's right a good now. chance in a game like this that they don't want to, you know, use those guys. 
So it's a heavy dose of Kittle if that's the case. Um, and you know, and the lines, you know, people, people, people will get nervous. I'll get messages about like survivor pool. Listen, it worked last week. So, you know, sort of, well, I get messages like, Hey, Diggs is hurt. What do you think now? Like, yeah, I'm like, listen, that Diggs injury should not have been the reason Dallas lost that game. It's not uh, the reason they lost. No. So, and it's the same thing here. I'm like, the line did not move to Arizona favorite because Debo's out, right? They're still going to be a two touchdown underdog in this game. Does it mean, you know, 15% of the time, Arizona will win this game. And this, this could be the one of those 15%, but um, you know, if we're playing it by the numbers here, San Francisco is going to run the score up and for them to do that, they play very narrow with who they go to. So it's like, it's McCaffrey and it's, it's Debo and it's Ayuk. And when it's not one of those wide receivers, they just substitute Kittle in there. And like, that's pretty much how it goes. And if both of those wide receivers are out, well, it's the Kittle show. So it winds up being Kittle and, um, uh, and then we'll and have to guess on on one of their we'll on wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, what was it like Jen, uh, Jennings? I guess or uh, Juwan. And there's a new guy, Ronnie Bell, in there. Ronnie who, Bell. Yeah, yeah. Who actually, Bobby Wow. Be Jennings. I, I know you. I know you watch the uh, the showdown breakdowns that we do here on the channel. And and um, Bobby Wow was pushing uh, Bell ahead of the last game. Of course, he scores the touchdown. He scored the touchdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, he's always right. He's always right. He got that Teddy. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so this would be interesting, but yeah, this is a, this is screaming over right now. If you're looking at the, uh, if you're chart reading, I like it. Um, all right, guys, that brings us to the conclusion of the game plan NFL week four main slate breakdown. John awesome. As always to have you here with me, breaking these down, betting angles, DFS angles, all that good stuff. Um, guys, if you want to check out more of John's stuff, he's at Statsational on Twitter and of course he is in the Sharp App Discord 24/7365 so go get the Sharp App sharp.app on the website or download the Sharp App promo code DFSA20 gets you 20% off the monthly dues if you want a premium package get the power rankings the optimizer and all the good stuff that we have going on the Sharp Report which is you've brought it up so many times people don't understand how important of a betting tool the Sharp Report actually is so it's really important that if you're currently subscribed to Sharp you understand the power of that tool um always uh, talk to anthony and just or john or anybody in the sharp discord about that and of course get signed up for dfs army we are going strong nba around the corner promo code geek gets you 10 percent off get the vip covers everything our pricing is literally half the price of every other site anyway it's half the price go get an optimizer anywhere else it's more than the entire dfs army sub got to sub to other places then sub for an optimizer we got it all the domination station taking down tournaments Every single weekend, um, six, seven more tournament takedowns this weekend alone. We're posting those screenshots constantly. The we haven't not taken down a showdown, I think, since it started this season. It's been absolutely bananas. So make sure to get signed up at DFS Army as a premium subscriber, promo code geek. And we will see you next time on the game plan. Take care, everybody.